Welcome to the Infinite Spark of Being podcast. My name is Keith Welsh, and in this episode, we're going to talk about practice, uh, yogic practice, meditative practice, practice practice, sports practice, unskillful practice, skillful practice. But I'm going to put practice into, um, I'm going to give you a view of it that you maybe have not considered. Uh, also, we're going to re-revisit Chaos Magic. Um, according to some folks, I have left you with more questions than answers, which is par for the course on a subject like that. So I'm going to go back into that and probably going to relate it back to practice. But before that, go to the infinitesparkofbeing.com, click that about button, visit the about page, and you can read about me. Where did I come from? How did I get here? You can also read about thought transformation and restructuring, which is a modality that I've developed over the years. Um, I cut my teeth with it, with veterans, first responders, homicide detectives, wildly abused people. And what it is, it's a method of changing the way the mind thinks and the way the nervous system feels about something. Um, It has given a lot of relief to a lot of people over the years, and I'm very proud of the ability that I've cultivated and the people that have allowed me to cultivate that thing with them. Um, It is something that I take very seriously and have worked very hard to become very proficient at it. And I share it with you guys. So go there, take a look at it. Um, You know, reach out, talk to me. We can talk about sitting down and scheduling something. There's a coaching aspect to this as well if you're interested in that. Um, Also, uh, if you'd like to purchase tank tops, t-shirts, hoodies, you can do that. Books, it's all there. Venmo, PayPal, if you just want to give a donation. Um, Yeah, the Patreon is also there. Uh, $1 tier, $5 tier, there's a $10 tier if you'd like to partake on the uh, first Friday of every month, Google Meet, where we, you know, sit, talk, I usually teach something. This month on October 4th, uh, I will be talking about spinal breathing and pranayama. Last month, we talked about meditation uh, methods and explanations and understanding the mind, and it's all essentially a meditative process of understanding the mind. Um, Also, if you do not want to uh, subscribe to that $10 a month tier, $20 a day of, it's 8 p.m. Eastern, first Wednesday of every month, $20 through Venmo or PayPal, just be sure to get me your email address so that I can uh, send you the link for the Google Meet. So those are the various ways that you can get involved here. Now, back to practice. So when we think of practice, right, if you think of sports, you are practicing something over and over and over again and cultivating what we commonly call muscle memory. Um, It is not the muscles that are actually remembering. It's neural pathways Uh, grooves, if you will, that are being dug so that it's like a track, right? And these neural pathways become very strong and to the point where you can't not do that thing. The stimuli happens and then you do the thing. Uh, You grab the back of my neck, I grab the back of your neck, you do this, I stand here. It's muscle memory, it's neural pathways. Um, When we speak about spiritual practice, hatha yoga, meditation, uh, 
whatever the thing is, yana yoga, karma yoga. Um, what we are doing again is we are establishing neural pathways. Uh, we are, you know, day one, it's not natural. It feels weird. Year one, <laughs> right? After a year, it feels more natural. It's, it's, it's easier to do. Um, you know, I notice in my own experience with meditation, in the beginning, it's like, you don't know how, you know, the day that you finally hit that weird place where you've gone very deep, now your mind knows that that place is there and you go there easier. Um, same thing with Hatha Yoga. Once you start to stretch and move and bend and your mind learns that, oh, I can do this. This is possible. It becomes easier. Um, I heard a contortionist once say that the only reason, you know, obviously flexibility is a, a thing, but the only reason you can't do it is because your mind doesn't know that you can, which is easy for someone to say when they put their foot behind their head, but I, you, you get what they're saying. Point is, is it's all practice. You practice it over and over and over again until it's just the way it is. Now, when we think of practice, we always think of these good things, Right. And some people say, I'm having such a hard time. Um, I have no practices. Um, I need a practice. Well, you have practices. You know, you've practiced unskillful relationships, unskillful communication, unskillful thinking, unskillful behavior. You've gotten very good at it. You've practiced it. Some of you drinking, doing drugs, acting like a jackass is, a, is something you've practiced and you've become very proficient at it. It's almost as if you can't not, right? Um, you know, I, I came up in combat sports and, you know, the common thinking is always you would rather have a new student or participant uh, or a training, somebody to train that has no experience whatsoever as opposed to somebody who does. Like when I got into jiu-jitsu, it was after eons of kickboxing and, and other martial arts where you're standing up. So for me, laying down on my back and all, that was very strange. I had to learn a new way to be. Um, you know, some of you that wrestled and you got into jiu-jitsu, you found the same kind of crazy thing. Like, well, shit, you know, you, you want to flip over on your stomach. Well, in jiu-jitsu, you flip over your stomach, it's going to be a problem. So, you know, um, it's practice. And it's weird until it's not. Even with chaotic thinking. You know, um, a lot of the people that I coach, it's the same kind of thing. Um, you know, the frustration, why can't I just get this? It's like, well, because you haven't practiced it. There's no reason why you should. It's like when I've taken people climbing, you know, or paddling or whatever the thing is, when I was doing all the adventure therapy stuff, they'd say, you know, oh, I w that was so bad or I can't do it. Well, there's, there's no reason why you should be able to do it. It's like people that sit in meditation for the very first time, like, oh, that was, that was very hard. It's like, yeah, yeah, because you don't do it, you know, um, I go to yoga, uh, hatha yoga from time to time, and, and it's difficult for me. I just fight with my body the whole time, and I should be because I don't have a consistent practice in that thing. You know, I'm working on it, 
it's getting better, but you know, it takes practice, you know, and, and you've practiced being so shitty for so long, you know, um, like someone who lies a lot, you know, I have clients that they just fucking lie and they were half truths. So it's like, well, why can't I just be honest? Well, because you don't have a practice of honesty, you know, um, you haven't practiced it, you know, like, well, it just doesn't come natural. Of course it doesn't come natural. Why would it come natural? You know, people get so down on themselves for being so unskillful because the unskillful things come so naturally and the unskillful action is so readily available because the unskillful action is the one that's practiced the most. It's not that you're a bad person. It's not that you're an idiot. It's because, you know, it's skill and you become more skillful. That's why I always... You know, Loma Losan always used the, the term skillful or unskillful. You never say right or wrong or good or bad. You say, look, being unskillful. And if you're unskillful, you can cultivate more skill. You know, right or wrong sounds so final. You know, when, when really it's just a matter of becoming more skillful in your thinking, more skillful in your actions, things like that. Um, that makes sense, right? to be, you know, now, you know, real quick before, so hmm, I've talked about, uh, mantras, prayers, affirmations, these sorts of things, and they all kind of, to me, are the same thing. Uh, you know, and often you give someone an affirmation or you start a new affirmation yourself and it feels like it's just words. Uh, in the last three months, I've picked up some new ones, right? And those words, when I first started saying them and repeating them, they felt very um, incongruent with my experience. And now I can tell you three months in, they feel like they just make sense. And in fact, I have found that those affirmations and prayers have quote unquote come true. Um, And that's a weird way to put it. I think of it more of my mind due to the repetition and the practice of that way of thinking, practicing that affirmation, practicing that mantra, my mind is now practiced at finding that thing to be the truth. When we engage in something like bhakti yoga and we practice devotional yoga, we're practicing being in that mode of devotion. When we practice hatha yoga, those asanas, we practice being loose. We practice flexibility. And that flexibility transfers into our day-to-day life. Think of back to bhakti yoga. What bhakti is, is a cultivation of true love. And as you practice love towards Krishna, whatever, you are practicing loving everything. You know, especially you start, you know, you get into these concepts that are within bhakti and you're like, oh, that's just love for everybody. You know, just like hatha yoga and practicing the flexibility of these asanas, it's you're practicing flexibility that translates into your thinking. More flexible in your thinking, more flexible in your ideas, less rigidity in your life. Um, Meditation, to sit in a meditative practice You're practicing in those moments, you're practicing stillness. You're practicing calm abiding. 
with whatever comes up in that meditative session. So in life, moving through life, you're practicing, you're practiced at stillness, quietness, which cultivates more discernment, things like that. Yana yoga, the yoga of the mind, you know, to use the mind against the mind, to loosen the mind. You know, it's like a Zen koan. It's like those, those insoluble uh, koans, like the sound of one hand clapping. They're not, there's no answer to it. It's meant to loosen the mind, to loosen the thinking. You are practicing thinking about something strange so that in your day-to-day life you can see these things that come up that are so bewildering to us as humans. And you're so practiced that you are able to see things from a different perspective. That's practice. And when you've practiced being rigid in your thinking, when you've practiced being black and white in your thinking, when you've practiced that, then you get more of it. When you practice the repetition of a shitty idea over and over and over, and you've just marinated yourself in horrible ideas, bad philosophical points of view, destructive thinking, you know, you, you've sat and listened to every political podcast and read every political argument about this thing and that thing. You've just, you are steeped in one-sided thinking. You are practiced at it. Well, there you go. You're practiced at jealousy. You are well practiced at thinking less of yourself. You're practiced at being a sad sack. You've repeated these ideas to yourself over and over again. You are practiced in that way of thinking. You are practiced at not seeing other points of view and seeing opportunities for your own growth. Or you are practiced at it. This is what I've found to be true. And in these last three months, these affirmations and mantras that I've been working with were blind spots. I mean, I've been doing this sort of thing for years. But these blind spots, as I mentioned in a previous episode, were brought to my attention by my significant other. And so I've been cultivating a different way of looking at those blind spots. So that's practice. This is all yoga. It is all practice. We are coming into union with truth, with God, Krishna, Jesus, coming into union with that, the universe, love, whatever that thing is. We're joining to it, right? We're yoking ourselves to it. That's practice. And this is all practice. And you think about that, like go into a store and then you leave and like the experience of like, did you practice having a good experience or did you practice having the same old shitty experience that you always have? Now, back to chaos magic. Magic is just, all of it is magic, mysticism, you know, to step outside of, you know, that rigid uh, root chakra materialist kind of thinking. And, you know, all of the chakras are important. All of those modes of thinking are very important. But to be more one than another is never good. So... The reason uh, the term chaos magic is, is because at one point you had right-hand path magic, 
um, these more formal ceremonial magical orders. Um, then the left-hand path comes about with people like Aleister Crowley. Aleister Crowley, um, like the was like the like he was a member of the OTO, but then kind of created Thelema and his own magical system, his own magical order. And then later on, Austin Spare comes up with what's called chaos, what we call chaos magic. Um, because next to this very, you know, ceremonial magical order, it looks like chaos. It looks like you're just scribbling and whatever. Um, that's where chaos, the term chaos magic comes from. Um, and the reason I use the term is because I'm not referring to right-hand path or left-hand path magic. But if we're, but, you know, to, it's all magic, right? It's all cultivating a new way of thinking. It's, I, I put that reel out about magic uh, recently where it's like that it's not this way of manipulating, you know, the external world. It's changing your internal world so that you receive the external world differently. Uh, and you'll notice I spell it with a K. Um, magic with a K refers to inner work, inner spiritual work. Magic with a C, uh, you know, that indicates pulling a rabbit from a hat and, you know, that sort of thing. Um, we are working with the inner world to alter our experience of what is commonly understood as reality, uh, what people consider to be real. Um, magic is doing this thing day in and day out and practicing a way of thinking until the other thing can't even come into your consciousness. Which goes back to when I talked about, you know, um, first becoming a Hare Krishna and finding out that when you chant 1,722 times a day at the least, chanting the holy names you um, start to only think of God, Krishna, Ram. You know, you, you think, and you start to see the world in those terms because you're chanting, you're reading the Puranas, you're, you're doing all this stuff, and you, you're just, you, you're well-practiced at that. And then a decade later, being in a Buddhist sangha with Lama Losan as our teacher, and, you know, saying, asking him, why do we say this this many times and that that many times? And he says, that's how long it takes you to remember. That's how long it takes for the practice to become real. It's different for everybody, so that's why I'm not telling you how many times. Um, I can tell you this: the second, the first time I chanted the Maha Mantra, like I was in. But that's my karma. It's it's geared towards that. It's just that's that's my soul's thing. Um, yours could be different. Probably is. So. When I use the term chaos magic, all of this really is chaos magic. The new book, I go through certain rituals and, and practices you know, to help cultivate certain things. And the idea of hocus pocus just, to me, seems like you're crossing your fingers. To understand that this does work and why it works... You know, and I know when I bring up neural pathways in neurology, that can get a bit, you know, you know, 
it sounds less than spiritual, but the reality is that this is all a very spiritual thing. The mind is the subtle body that transmigrates with the soul, and the physical gross material body is a manifestation of that. It's a manifestation of your karma. For better or worse. You know? And some of you just took offense to that, but that's because you're still thinking in terms of punishments and rewards. Whereas karma is just... It's just the happening of life. You're still thinking of it like a Judeo-Christian Western. Karma is just karma. just is. If you have an attraction to it, it's good. Your circumstances are, if you have an attraction to your current circumstance, then you've got great karma. If you have an aversion to your current circumstances, then you might think of bad karma. That's just the difference. You know? But if you begin to love the thing that you hate, find comfort in the thing that you find uncomfortable, then you're changing your karma. Um, So that's what chaos magic, that's why it's called chaos magic. Um, And it goes back to practice. What are you practicing? What are you, how are you practicing being? You know, I was talking to uh, someone yesterday and a friend of mine and she goes you know I love you but (laughs) you know when you were working in the field that you've been working in like you were just so in your own shit because she was remarking how wonderful I seemed she's like you seem so much better now so much happier you know people have said you know you've got a glow about you now and I can tell you that I was attempting to fight the good fight, but at the end of the day, I'm steeped and marinating in a practice that was becoming very negative. It was by nature very negative and dark. And I, you know, I, I find it, I don't think anybody can really, you know, no, I, I take it back. I, I've met one man, this guy, Alan, who was just a sweetheart human being you know that managed to be he'd worked with the people that wrote the books that you read in college like this dude's been around and he was honestly just seemed I mean I don't know maybe he's a fucking crazy person but he just seemed like just this sweet human that that really does care about people and is willing to um, help others no matter what and that was it was nice to, you know, made you feel really good. Um, which is all you're really trying to do with anybody. So, um, yeah. Right now I'm practicing being better. I'm actively engaged in smiling more. And, you know, just being better and practicing it. You know, practicing living from a place of love instead of fear and happiness instead of, you know, grumpiness. So, um, you know, these magical, quote-unquote magical rituals, chaos, magic, and otherwise, understand them as practices. If you only practice one, something once a month, you're not going to be very good at it. 
and you go to practice three times a week, you're better than somebody that goes once a week. If you go five days a week, you're better than somebody who's doing it three times a week. And you get better. As you practice more, you improve. As you practice more, you become more skillful in the thing you're practicing. So what are you practicing? I am sure that that is helpful. See that? Instead of me saying, I hope this was helpful, I said, I'm sure that it was. (laughs) Um, Go to theinfinitesparkofbeing.com, click that About button, read a little bit about uh, yours truly, and book some time. We can talk. Uh, We'll we'll figure it out. Figure it out together, I promise. Um, I love you. And... Karma yoga is my route up the mountain. And, you know, that's, that's what I'm trying to do. Just trying to be in service as best I can. Um, so go there, sign up for the Patreon if you'd like to get that $10 a month uh, tier. We'll give you access to our Google Meet. If you don't want to sign up for a subscription, pay $20. Just be sure you get me your um, email address so I can get you the link. And, uh, yeah. Let's uh let's figure this stuff out. I love you. Bye-bye.